0: Welcome to the Jack and John Podcast. I'm Jack. And I'm John.
1: And we're on a mission.
0: To help you focus on Christ. Well, guys, we left you with a bit of a cliffhanger because Jesus says, up, let's be going, look, my betrayer is here. We're in Mark chapter 14, and we're going to start right in on verse 43, and we're going to go through this stuff. Man, we are down to the wire. We've got 14, 15, 16. We're, we're, We're near the end of the book of Mark. And immediately, even as Jesus said this, Judas... One of the twelve disciples arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders. The traitor, Judas, had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. Then you can take him away under guard. As soon as they arrived, Judas walked up to Jesus "'Rabbi!' he exclaimed, and gave him the kiss. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Jesus asked them, "'Am I some dangerous revolutionary "'that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? "'Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? "'I was there among you teaching every day.' But these things are happening to fulfill what the scriptures say about me then all his disciples deserted him and ran away one young man followed behind was clothed only in a long linen shirt when the mob tried to grab him he slipped out of his shirt and ran away naked
1: <laughs> well I have a comment <laughs> My comment is these guys should have spent more time praying and less time sleeping. Uh, yeah, uh, you can tell that um, not a whole lot of the humans in this wonderful Bible story have prayed enough. Uh, you know if you if you if you're not bathed in prayer and um, uh, deep in relationship with Christ, then you uh, get into a situation like this, and we know that that's Simon Peter. Who lops off the servant's right. here with the sword? So he's got a sword. He's 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 wielding. He's packing, right? Um,
0: I don't think that's what Jesus meant when he said, uh, "Be on guard." No, I don't,
1: no, <laughs> no, not at all. So uh, yeah, so all of this just starts to be this spontaneous thing. It's it's uh, uh, chaos, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, Jesus is standing there going. Well, What? What are you doing? Why? You know, he's just dumbfounded at the way everyone's acting. And it's going to get worse because now he's going to go into the most,
0: you know, horrible,
1: bogus trial you've ever seen.
0: You ever watch a a movie and something happens and you're thinking, "Ah, I wish wish that had happened differently, you know, or you want to back up the story and and change something, you know. I, I, this this part always kind of baffles me because here they come and Jesus says, hey, you know, he recognizes Judas. They all have to recognize Judas, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, what if Peter had pulled that sword out and just gone up and stabbed Judas before he had a chance to kiss Jesus or before he had a chance to betray him? And then it doesn't say that he strikes one of the soldiers.
1: It's a he strikes the
0: servant. servant of the high priest. You know, it's, Not very brave. Yeah. And the whole thing is just sort of jumbled. Um, I mean, if you got that sword and you're planning on using it, why did you use it then and why did you use it that way? He's obviously a fisherman, not a fighter. Well, I think he was swinging at his head. Yeah. Because
1: the only thing I can think of is he's swinging at his head and... You know, Malchus, you know, tried right. that, and the sword z- z- zinged his ear. That's all I can figure.
0: That's probably it, because, you know, it's like, yeah, I was aiming for that. <laughs> no, he
1: was aiming for a cut off his head.
0: Right. Wow. <laughs> but they scattered, just like Jesus said they would. They all deserted him. Um, and I do think it's funny that they put in the little part about the guy escaping without yeah, his clothes.
1: Yeah. No comment.
0: Right. It's like, you, you know, every little piece of the scripture, I believe it's there for a reason. Um, well, but, I
1: will say my thing then.
0: Yeah. So,
1: some people think that that's Mark himself.
0: Yeah, well, it could right be. On. I wouldn't put my name so in there maybe, either.
1: Maybe he just threw that little yeah. thing
0: in. Yeah. One young man.
1: I wouldn't have yeah. that I was wearing a linen cloth. Right. Shirt. Yeah. It's like, oh, my goodness. So... Uh.
0: Verse 53, then they took Jesus to the high priest's home where the leading priests, the elders, and the teachers of religious law had gathered. Man, these guys had it all figured out.
1: About 70 of them. Yeah. And plus, uh, you know, servants and, and other people. So there was quite a crowd.
0: Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and went right into the high priest's courtyard There he sat with the guards, warming himself by the fire. Inside, the leading priests and the entire high council were trying to find evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death, but they couldn't find any. Many false witnesses spoke against him, but they contradicted each other. Finally, some men stood up and gave this false testimony. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days I will build another made without human hands. But even then, they didn't get their stories straight. Then the high priest stood up before the others and asked Jesus, well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? Illegal. Right. It is
1: absolutely illegal. Right. To have a witness, witness against himself, right?
0: Yeah, what, yeah. The, this whole thing was was illegal. I mean, and and even then, you know, under Roman rule,
1: not supposed to be at for,
0: night. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be at night. It's supposed to be public, and
1: you weren't supposed to convict a prisoner the day of the trial,
0: right? And, I mean, and all the, of these things, and ages. the Jews had no authority to bring down no. the death sentence. No,
1: that's why they took him to,
0: to right. Well, that's why they took him to Herod, yeah. even. But, and Herod's not stupid. I mean, he's not going to defy Rome. Um, not if he wants to stay alive. Um, well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus was silent and made no reply. Then the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said, Why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they all cried. He deserves to die. And, when, yeah, no, you go right for it. Go for it.
1: When, when Jesus says in 62... He answers the question, I am. Yeah, I think the rest of that is directly spoken to the high priest. And if you look at what he says, you will see the son of man seated at the right hand of the power and coming in the clouds of heaven. He is saying, I'm going to be the judge one day. And guess who's going to be standing before me? The high priest. And so that's a... That's a blood-curdling thing for that high priest to hear. And he's a hypocrite tearing his garments on just the first part of it because he knew that's what they were there to do. I think he was more angry when Jesus said, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming in the clouds of glory. That was... a
0: I get chills when I think about this because what Jesus is doing here, and the Bible does this so many times, okay? We forget about the Old Testament, but folks, the Old Testament is most of our Bible. It's even most of the New Testament. You know, when, when Paul is is quoting Scripture, he's, quote, oh, he's quoting the Old Testament. Jesus. Yeah, they're all quoting the Old Testament. So, honestly, probably a third of the New Testament is the Old Testament. And that's exactly what Jesus is doing here. And when he says this so, phrase,
1: the high knows exactly.
0: he's saying, yeah, and the high priest knows this because he's quoting from the prophecy of Daniel in Daniel chapter seven. And he's saying, I am God. Mm-hmm. I am the son the of God. Yeah. I'm the one that you're going to see. And I'm just going to back up and read a little bit from Daniel's prophecy, Daniel chapter seven. Um, and let's just, We'll just start in verse 9. I watched as thrones were put in place, and the ancient one sat down to judge. His clothing was as white as snow, his hair like purest wool. He sat on a fiery throne with wheels of blazing fire, and a river of fire was pouring out, flowing from his presence. Millions of angels ministered to him, and many millions stood to attend him. Then the court began its session, and the books were opened. I continued to watch because I could hear the little horn's boastful speech. I kept watching until the fourth beast was killed and its body was destroyed by the fire. The other three beasts had their authority taken from them, but they were allowed to live a little while longer as my, con- as my vision continued that night, I saw someone like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient one and was led into his presence. He was given authority, honor, and sovereignty over all the nations of the world so that the people of every race and nation and language would obey him. His rule is eternal. It will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed." Um, that's that's, it. that's what the high priest exactly is hearing.
1: That's what Jesus referred to.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what that high priest is hearing when Jesus is talking, and that is why he that's rent why he his so robes. Right. Oh yeah, because Jesus at that moment says, "I'm the guy." Um,
1: he, he, he he proclaimed messiahship under oath. Yeah, because he was put under oath. Yeah. And so it had emphasis.
0: There are plenty of people that try to say that Jesus never claimed to be yeah, God.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you may never hear the words, I am God. You know, but it's like when Moses is confronted with God at the burning bush. Um, you know, he, he says, yeah, what, what should I who should I tell them sent me? He doesn't just say I am God. You he know? does
1: say I am. Though.
0: He says, "Tell him that the I am." He says, "Before sent Abraham me. was, I yeah, am." Yeah, I he am. Say that. Right, and that's exactly what Jesus is saying right here. He is saying I am God. I mean, that's flat out what he is saying. Yes, he the high priest understood it. All the Pharisees understood it. They all said in unison at the same time, "Kill him!"
1: And they immediately start spitting on him. Yeah and striking him unbelievable
0: they blindfolded him and beat him with their fists prophesy to us they jeered well he just did folks and the guards slapped him as they took him away meanwhile peter was in the courtyard below one of the servant girls who worked for the high priest came by and noticed peter warming himself at the fire she looked at him closely and said you were one of those with jesus of nazareth Makes you think she was in that mob that went down there. You know. But Jesus denied it, or Peter denied it. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. And he went out into the entryway. Just then, a rooster crowed. When the servant girl saw him standing there, she began telling the others, this man is definitely one of them. But Peter denied it again. A little later, some of the other bystanders confronted Peter and said, you must be one of them because you are a Galilean. I just thinking, he smells like fish. I don't know why. <laughs> he must no, have looked different. Accents. Accent, that's right. You as a, a Galilean. Um, Peter swore, a curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know this man you're talking about. And immediately the rooster crowed the second time. Suddenly Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny three times that you even know me and he broke down and wept. Yeah, you know, Peter gets picked on a lot here. Um, you know, people read this and say, "Oh, poor Peter, you know, he just didn't didn't understand, didn't get it." I'm telling you, guys, this is all of us.
1: Well, this is yeah. not Peter just weeping. Right. You know, because because of the moment, this is right. Peter weeping because of the weight of the denial mm. and uh, the remorse, I believe, and the repentance. In his heart. He couldn't help it. Right. I mean, uh, I don't know if you've ever, you know, wept, you know, a hard, hard cry, but uh, you just can't stop sometimes. You just can't help it. And I think that Peter, you know, truly was repentant here. Oh, yeah. And the Bible says in one of the other Gospels, the, the eyes of Jesus met the eyes of Peter when he denied him that third time and that rooster crowed. The eyes he met his eyes. And I can't imagine, you know, the feeling of that and the weight of his sin suddenly hitting him. It was tears of remorse and of brokenness, right?
0: There's something to be spoken about that that's unspoken also. Because when Jesus looked at Peter at that moment, I mean, it was with intention and with knowledge. You know He's fully aware of what's going on with him. He's fully aware of what's going on around him. And when he makes that eye contact with Peter, it's it's not an I told you so judgment. I don't believe. I believe when he looks at Peter, he's looking at him with compassion Absolutely. and with understanding, and his eyes are saying, I'm okay. still here. I'm still here. And you're still with me. Uh, we are all in some way, at some point, going to, and have denied Christ. We're human. We are flawed. Um, and, I mean, you could even say in, in some respects we're pathetic. You know, even the Apostle Paul said that his righteousness is as filthy rags. Um, there's, there's none of us that are righteous of our own accord. We all need Jesus. We all need Jesus. And in that moment, Peter needed him. He needed to meet his eyes and see that Jesus is still there and that he understands even in our flaws and in our weakest moments. He's still there and he still understands. Well, Jack, as much as I want to go on here, I think this next section is just too big to cram into what we're already talking about. Because coming up next... Is Jesus' trial before Pilate, um, and I think that deserves more time than, than what we've got to give it right now. You have any other comments on where we are at this point in the in the in the story?
1: Well, like I said, I, I think where we are is we're in the middle of the wine press. You know, we're in the in the middle of seeing the shepherd smited, mm. or smitten, or smote, or whatever the tense of the word is. And... Um,
0: it smowed a word.
1: I, I, don't, I know. don't know. <laughs> moving right along, I have no idea. Um,
0: I smode thee.
1: <laughs> at any rate, um, I, I read a book very recently about by Max Licato, and he, he uh, has a story here. And um, it's just like, as you look at Peter, as you look at all of these characters in uh, around jesus uh to see ourselves in that position and uh, i know i'm moving ahead but uh, in his book he has a chapter on i am barabbas mm-hmm. and it uh, just talks about barabbas who was the um, man that was let go instead of jesus you know when they Pilate brought up the fact that one could be released And it it was like he was sitting in his cell and all of a sudden you're standing outside your cell the soldiers drop you off and you're going
0: you know
1: how to get it out here in the daylight. And uh, it's it's the grace of God the one who should be here is over there getting ready to be crucified and I should be the one that's receiving all of this and being crucified. And uh, all of those in this story he's being crucified for them, for the ones who are doing this. He's crucified for the entire world. And um, that includes everybody. So everybody has the availability of coming to Jesus and receiving the free gift of grace through the death and the shed blood of Jesus. So when you see these characters, see yourself and uh, make sure that you're always in the place of um, repentance and forgiveness and walking with Jesus in close, personal fellowship.
0: Because he's close and personal with us, you know, even when we're not. The Bible tells us that he is faithful even when we are faithless. Mm -hmm. And this is that perfect example of that Mm -hmm. right here with Mm -hmm. Peter. You know, Peter denies him three times. Does Jesus give up on him? Does he say, I need a new disciple to lead yeah. and and to be my rock and to help build my church? No.
1: He tells, uh, the angel tells the women who come to the empty tomb, go to the disciples and Peter and tell them he's risen. Yeah. And I think that he said that specifically because of this section of the scriptures. He specifically said, it's, it's okay. I've risen, tell the disciples, and Peter, he needs it. And I think that's the compassion of Jesus.
0: We back up just a a little bit to where he's praying in the garden, and Mark doesn't talk about this, but the Gospel of John, in John chapter 17, where Jesus is praying, one of the things that he prays is that I would not lose any of of my... Sheep, and he's talking about his disciples right there. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to lose any of them. Um, that God would protect them, and here, here he is. You know, he's facing death, but he's praying for his disciples. Absolutely, yeah. That's our Jesus, guys. He is faithful to you and me, even when we just flat out don't deserve it. Which is flat always. out. Which is all. <laughs> Which is always. But again. It's, it's like, you know, the story that Jack talked about, you know, with the little kid and, you know, the drawing and you slap it on your refrigerator. I've got one of those right now. My little grandson did his little scrawly, scribbly, you know, whatever that a guy that's not quite two can do. And it's the most beautiful thing in my house. That's everything we do for Jesus. It's just a scribbled mess. And he loves it. So... All right, thanks, guys, for joining us. We are looking forward to being with you next time. Uh, Hopefully what we say helps you focus on Jesus, because we all need that.